Hi everybody, you are listening to the Rogue Podcast with Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show. This is a show with adult content, so if you're not of legal age where you live, turn off now. This podcast is about rope bondage. Rope bondage is edge play with inherent risk, and we strongly recommend you get proper training and listen to episode zero before attempting it. Find it at the top of our FedLife page, Rope Podcast. Fox is a rigger, and Maya, which is me, is a bottom, and we're rope partners who've been practicing together for a few years, and we're very excited to share our passion for rope with you. And we live in the lovely city of Bangkok, Thailand. And it has perfect weather today. Today is 40 degrees and boiling. I think um, I would take a little bit cooler, but it's better than the UK. All right. Uh, So Maya, today we are talking about marks in rope. We are, yeah. So So who's who's Mark and why is he in rope? (laughs) Um, So when you do rope, um, one of the um, things that can happen is the rope uh, or the play can mark your body as a bottom. Okay. Um, typically, uh, it doesn't tend to mark the top, although you were, you did have one injury. Where I you did have to... a grievous injury, it was not a grievous Maya, <laughs> which took me weeks oh. to recover from. Yeah, you had a carpet um, burn on your foot. I, I suffered a rug burn injury on my big a toe non-consensual. or near. Non-consensual. I was attacked. Rug, man. <laughs> I was attacked by hashtag the rug uh, and he bit me really hard on my big toe and it took weeks for it to heal. Right, but typically um, we're talking about marks on the bottom. Yes, um, correct. And today we're going to talk um, mostly about um, marks that you want, but also the, the kind of context of marks. So how they happen, whether you mm. want them, whether you don't want them, and, and so on. What you can do about them, what you can do to get more of them, what you can do to get less of them. Yeah. Uh, so let's start with a disclaimer, Maya. Okay, what's our disclaimer? Uh, everybody is different. Everybody's yes. body is different. Uh, and so they're going to react differently to different things. Uh, some people mark super easy. You just like blow on them from the other side of the room and they get a bruise. Uh, some people just never bruise or never mark in any way whatever you do to them. And there are many factors that uh, go into that. And they might so what include, kind of factors? Well, they might include things like age, what you eat, your weight, your fitness level, your coagulation factors. For people that don't know, why is that? Uh, that's how fast and how intensely, I guess, your blood clots. And that's going to be an influence, especially in bruise formation. Uh, also, your skin type and color uh, might mean that you do bruise or you do mark, but those marks don't show up as much as yeah. if uh, someone yeah. who has extremely fair skin as you do, Maya. In fact, we had a Thai friend who was just really upset that every time yes. she played, and she played quite hard, the marks were just not very visible because her skin was much darker. She used yeah. to get frustrated. We, we did hit her pretty hard, and we, we never really managed really to give did. her the bruises she wanted. <laughs> she was always disappointed. And that's exactly my point, actually, Maya. So thank you for mentioning it. Uh, everything we're going to say today, please take it with a grain of salt. Uh, try to understand your body if you're the bottom or your partner's body if you're the top. And don't feel bad if you don't get the same uh, technical bruises as that person who just posted their ass on FetLife. Because that's kind of a thing in the King community is we tend to show pictures of our 
marks after play. And there's a lot of pride that goes into that. And you usually get like really nice feedback from all your friends saying, wow, your bruises look amazing. You're so lucky. Your scene must have been so good. And then <laughs> if you're someone who doesn't bruise, you kind of feel bad about that, right? Yep, yeah, definitely mark envy is a thing, but it can lead to unhelpful outcomes. Yes, it can, because then you're trying really hard and you might uh, go a bit too far uh, into your own or your partner's boundaries and just like, yeah, go too hard and end up injuring yourself, which is yeah. really not the goal. And also in general, I think being very goal orientated in a scene can kill the mood quite often. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's um, the flip side of that is relevant as well. So um, in terms of taking averages with a yeah. grain of salt, you can cause marks when you don't mean to. Absolutely. Um, and you've done that. Um, you know, you're a careful player. You're, you, you know, respect limits. But sometimes people mark more easily than they say, not yes. only than you think, but they say. Mm -hmm. um, and so you can cause marks when you don't mean to. So if Partners have a very strong limit around marks, you know, go, go under, don't go over. Uh, definitely. And what I always say in negotiations before a scene is, okay, you've told me you couldn't have marks because you've got to go to work in two hours. I'm going to do my best not to give you marks, but I can guarantee it. It's not an exact science. Yeah. And checking that they're okay with that as a risk profile is yeah. important as a rigger. Agree. Yeah. Uh, always a good idea to pack like leggings or things like that that can hide <laughs> uh, marks, ligature marks on your legs if you're going to work two hours after your rope. Yeah, and it's an interesting piece actually um, psychologically as a bottom getting used to going out with marks. So when I'm not working, then sometimes we do do marks and go to the swimming pool or go out with marks on my legs. In general, people don't notice rope marks because they can look like sock marks or... Yeah. Um, they can look like, you know, just belt marks, not hitting belt marks, but whatever. <laughs> not the kind yeah, we so, like, the other Yeah, thing. the other, like just that you had tight socks on or whatever. And so right. people don't notice as much as we think they do. So I think that's quite an interesting thing also. Okay. So Maya, you've done rope before. A few times. Uh, have you ever gotten marks from your rope? I have a lot of marks from my rope. In fact, these days, uh, I think there's no time when I don't have marks because you... Are quite sadistic, really? and although I don't tend to seek out marks from other partners, to be fair, um, okay. you mark me quite a lot. So yes, I have marks. So all the time. what kind of marks have you gotten from role play? All right. So the first um, mark that most people will have um, is just some marks from the rope in terms mm -hmm. of like a print on on your skin. So where the yeah. rope was, um, there'll be some kind of white or red. Uh, marks from where the, the rope was, which um, will go away relatively quickly. Um, so we're talking about two to four hours, depending on the person, right? And the yeah, intensity of the so. rope mark. Yeah, exactly. And that depends on how tightly the rope was tied, um, what you did in that rope, um, what pressure you put on. But essentially, it's about your weight pressing into the, the rope and the rope pressing into you. So that's and the first. That, that usually has a really nice texture, right? It's uh, it's 3D, mm. that mark, right? You can run your yeah, fingers over so. it. Yeah, very much so. It's bumpy. Yeah, it's mm. bumpy. And Definitely. people tend to love taking photos of that. Right? Yeah. But yeah. In fact, I have some on my pet life, I think, also, even. Maya, I think <laughs> every single rope bunny has some on their profile. But okay. that's okay. I like it, too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's um, the first one. And pro tip, if you're tying a new person for the first time, 
do take the time to take a nice photo of their rope marks <laughs> right after you untie them, they're going to really be really happy to have that photo. They're going to be yeah, really excited. Yeah, because they will go maybe even before you finish your aftercare. So it's yeah. nice for them to have. That's, that's yeah. so good. Uh, definitely. Also, I love uh, using those rope marks as a way to analyze how good my tie was technically. So tell me about that. Well, I look at regularity. Um, if, for instance, I had a harness and one of the lines is imprinted really deep and red and the one above it barely shows, probably messed up tying my harness. Like the, my, yes. ten, my tension wasn't uniform yeah, enough. It's not even. Okay. Not even. Uh, I also look at slippage. Like, is, is there one mark where the wraps were? And then they stayed there the whole time, or did they like slide around and mark kind of all over the place and blur all over the place? Probably that means well, that depends what you were doing. In some scenes, that's uh, to be expected. But if it wasn't what I was going for, then probably my tie could have been better. Yeah, so that's a great tip for the top, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you can also get prints um, from other things that you're. Uh, yeah, sometimes, especially if you're doing floor rope, you end up. Uh, lying on top of rope for part of the scene and then that rope is going to imprint on you also can also yeah. make very pretty patterns or really any other object like uh, if you run a bed then sometimes hammock. you can uh, sorry hammock uh, the hammock the hammock makes a really nice uh, pattern definitely uh, or opposite of that if you have objects sitting on you while you're in rope because I hear that some people are a little bit sadistic, so they like to like put uh, stones or cinder blocks on their bottom. Or sit on them. Or sit on them. Well, I've, <laughs> I I've don't never... think you've made a mark. On yeah, them, exactly. I, I don't think I've ever sat on software. someone hard enough that I've made a mark on them. But the stone or the cinder blocks or pieces of wood and so on tend to do that more. Okay. Um, so those can be also like quite pretty, and they can they can serve an artistic purpose if you take aftercare photos and so on like i like them so bruises is another kind of mark um yeah. now for me i tend to get a bruise where i've been in a suspension mm -hmm. and the rope has been i've essentially been pressing into that for a long time the most common bruises i get are uh, futo bruises yeah. when we've done um, futo suspensions or and, futo and so how long do futo bruises typically last for you maya um, I am someone who a marks quite easily because my skin is super fair. You're basically uh, transparent. Um, uh, despite six years in Thailand, I am not very tan. I am the color of milk. Um, and yeah, so bruises, everything shows up on me, which is not a bad thing. I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, but they also tend to last a long time. My immune system's not brilliant. I'm not a great healer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so for me, bruises tend to last more at the couple of weeks end. For okay. other people, they may only last um, a few days. All so. right. So that's good to keep in mind. Um, do you ever have problems with bruises showing? Um, not really. Bruises, I think, can be explained away. Um, oh, yeah, because you do uh, kickboxing, right? <laughs> I do boxing, not kickboxing, but um, as exercise, not as boxing. And so it's easy in Thailand to say, oh, yeah, no, I just do. That's from my personal trainer. And also, honestly, I fall over all the time. So uh, it's you not... You kind of do. It's That's not, um, like... I make bruises in other ways too. I think bruises that are very rope shaped might be more problematic, but honestly, they don't. That's not how the bruises work in rope. Yeah, you, usually, as much as rope marks really look like rope, 
bruises from rope just look like elongated bruises but don't show the texture of the rope yeah right? exactly they're more blurry so they're not really a problem all right so the next one is rope burns oh which we is like that one that you like causing for me i'm not super enthusiastic because they hurt a lot afterwards um but they can last a long time in fact they can stay forever they are a, yes. they could be a permanent mark I would say if you're going to play with rope abrasion with your partner, you need to have a really serious conversation of are they okay with potentially having a mark from it forever? And if so, what locations on your body? Because some people are okay with a permanent mark that's like on their back or somewhere that's almost always covered by clothes. Probably much less likely to be okay with having it in their neck or somewhere that's really visible. Yeah. Yeah, and we had one um, from a chest harness, uh, but um, I don't know what to call it, on the décolletage, the, the middle bit between my breasts at the top. The cleavage, um, and, I guess? Cleavage yeah, I guess, the top of the cleavage, yeah. And that one took a long time to heal, but mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't have loved it if that one had stayed forever because I wear V-neck tops because of my shape a lot. Yeah. So it, it was fine, but it wouldn't have been an ideal yeah. one to have forever. Okay. Uh, and then I think we need to mention our favorite one. Your favorite one. Our favorite one. Say, not mine. That we so both love equally and very much. Blisters. Fun bubbles. We call them fun bubbles. <sighs> so, yeah. Um, Talk when, to us about the fun bubbles, Maya. So, when you do, um, when your rope marks get really intense, so particularly when um, your rope shifts a bit, so this is often in transitions. Mm -hmm. um, if, for example, so if I have a hip harness on and we go from, we move around a lot in that hip harness, then sometimes it will rub very slightly, like it doesn't have to shift very much at all. And given mm -hmm. how tight your rope is, it's not shifting a lot, um, but it can cause um, blisters as well as marks. Um, and and to, I... to describe them to people who haven't experienced them yet, and I hope for you, dear listeners, that you soon will, uh, they are tiny little bubbles about the size of a pinhead, I would say. Uh, yeah, I mean, they vary, but yeah, they tend to be quite small. Uh, and they look kind of cute, like they're, uh, they're very smooth and they're very round. People know what blisters are. I, I, I don't think, I don't think you're doing them justice, Maya. I think they are fun bubbles and they're really pretty and I like them a lot. And they're funny, and they're, very, they're a lot of fun to touch oh. also. I love touching them. Yeah, they're very, I mean, you can, they're tactile, but they do hurt as well when you touch them, so you have to be a bit careful. Uh, honestly, it doesn't hurt me very much when I touch them, <laughs> but uh, I, I get more like the sensation of when you touch uh, bubble wrap, but better. Okay, and that brings us to the next point, which is that they're blisters, so what happens <laughs> with a blister is that it um, will, not pop, but it will eventually subside. And Sad, sadly, the bubbles have to go at some point. And then it will go to a red mark. And for mm -hmm. me, the blisters tend to last if I don't rub on them again, because this is the challenge. Like if you do rope on top of them, then they're going to, it can be horrendously painful. Mm -hmm. um, but the bubbles are going to last like a handful of days mm -hmm. usually. Yes. But then the marks from the bubbles, depending on how they are, could last quite a lot longer, like mm -hmm. from a week to maybe even a month. Um, and, and in fact, I'm just looking at my hips now, and I have marks from hip harnesses that have gone w way back. 
uh, from from the fun bubbles point of view. Um, your body is a diary, Maya. I think that there are some that probably won't ever heal. Um, Futos are particularly um, a, a thing that causes them for me, and hip harnesses. The chest harness is ones that we do, don't tend to stay. I don't know if that's the flesh or or the how we use them. Hey guys, this is Fox coming in for a short break. We really love making these rope podcasts and sharing it with you. Sadly, hosting a podcast isn't free. Far from it, actually. So if you like this podcast and you want to support us, you can do so at ropepodcast.com. You'll find ways to buy rope stuff so that we get a cut from your purchases and also ways to donate to us directly. And if you can't afford to do that, that's okay too. Just enjoy the podcast. Now back to our normal programming. And what other marks? You're um, a bit of a fan of causing marks more generally, so you can uh, basically marks with it. I must say I am a big fan. Um, another type of mark that can be associated with your rope scenes is if you bring other types of play uh, yeah. into the scene. Quite a few people like to mix some impact with their rope. Uh, one that I find works really well is caning. And caning <laughs> can definitely leave some marks uh, depending on how um, hard you do it. So that actually uh, made me think of a thing, which is when we did caning in suspension, so I was face up, uh-huh. and it's worth saying to people, because I wouldn't have known this beforehand, that caning in suspension creates um, the blood pooling to your, to your back, or depending on which way you're up. And so if you then cane, it's probably going to bruise more. Like I had oh, really yes. intense um, cane marks after yes. that particular um, Also, I mean, what you say about the blood is true, but also it's going to create tension in the tissues whenever okay, you're yeah. in rope or yeah, even more in suspension. And so when you input energy into a part of the body that's in tension, it's not as elastic. So it's not going to absorb as much of the impact and it's going to cause more tissue damage, which is what makes the marks. And also it yeah. feels very nice. Uh, that's one reason I like to uh, string my bottoms up before uh, whipping, particularly. One position I like a lot for whipping is tying someone with their hands high above their head and like having them stretch upwards, uh, sometimes on their tiptoes. Because then in this position, if you whip them on the back, like the back is all tensed up from the position and the whipping is a lot more efficient. Yeah, that's, I think that's useful um, information for people. Mm-hmm. So that leads us to how are we causing these different uh, rope marks. So we've talked, I think, about um, the marks themselves. Yeah. So we're tying tightly, mm-hmm. having suspension. Um, the longer your rope is on, the more likely um, you are to mark, I think. Uh, definitely. The type of rope also can affect the marks. Uh, we use two different types of hemp, and one of them marks harder mm-hmm. than the other. That's true. It's much more grippy. Yeah. Yeah. And so what about rope burn? So you've caused a few rope burns in your time. How do people cause that? I have. So if you want to create a rope burn, and once again, your partner consents to that. Because um, they're really people. But they're kind of awesome. I mean, uh, they look super primal. They look really intense. I, it's, I like the look of them very much. Uh, the way you would cause them is by running rope over the skin quickly. So usually you do that by pulling rope through. And you would do that 
in quite a fast jerky way doing a long fast pull uh, potentially while holding the rope against the skin of the person at the same time and so imagine like you sawing into them with the rope is the best way i can describe it okay uh one thing to be careful about two things to be careful about one if you're using synthetic rope some types of synthetic rope gets really really hot from friction and you could cause a much more intense burn than you intend to mm. whereas natural fiber is milder burn wise okay so if i'm doing this type of play definitely gonna do it with natural fiber uh then again i would probably choose a rope that is a bit larger in diameter for that type of play because a very thin rope can be very cutty and mm. that's not usually the sensation i'm looking for I'm okay. more looking for a thick, flat rope that's going to like really rub rather than cut. Okay. Um, and what about blisters slash fun bubbles? Uh, well, I don't know anything about blisters, but I can tell you about fun bubbles. Uh, and in my experience, fun bubbles come from the combination of load and friction. Okay, so tell us more about that. Uh, so typically, you'll be in a suspension. Yes. Uh, that's the load part. And then you'll either be moving around or wiggling, as you sometimes do, Maya, <laughs> let's face it. Yeah. Uh, or you're going to be transitioned in a variety of positions that pull on the rope in different directions. Uh, typical example is when you're in a, a hip harness and you're flipped from being vertical to being inverted one yeah. way or the other, or repeatedly. And those <laughs> uh, tugs on the rope are going to create essentially... Uh, sharing forces on the skin and depending on the nature of the skin of the person in some people you very much included Maya it can uh, create uh, this situation where the very top layer of the skin gets separated from the layer directly under it and that's what creates those lovely tiny bubbles okay that's a great explanation um, okay so how what did else? it make you feel Maya to have marks um, so I like marks in general. Um, I like the the memories of the scene. Um, it's nice to see, I guess, visible. Like if you've taken a lot, or if you feel mm -hmm. particularly proud of a scene yeah. of what you've done, then it's nice to see kind of inverted commas proof that that happened. Um, it can also be nice to see what happened. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So if get a you, better understanding. Yeah, exactly. If you had a kind of slightly spacey scene, then sometimes the marks can help tell the story of what happened. Okay, that's quite cool. Um, and I think that it's nice um, to share with the uh, top in mm -hmm. terms of, of what happened. So it's nice. I like to share photos of uh, marks if the rigger is interested. It's, the, a, the it's usually a good follow-up activity if you're doing continued aftercare, which I recommend you do in most cases. Uh, you're chatting online the next day or a couple days after. Swapping marks photos is, I feel, a really nice way to keep the connection and relive the scene together a little bit. Yeah, and I think there's also something I've been reflecting on this recently around um, me as a bottom wanting the top to share some of the like feelings or responsibility of making those marks so being mm -hmm. interested in them tells me that they didn't just use my body and dispose of it but they're interested in like what happened and 
that they understand that they walked away from the scene with nothing, but I walked away from the scene with injuries, essentially. Injuries that I'm consenting to, yeah. but nonetheless, um, there's something there for me around feeling like the top is part of that and didn't mm-hmm. just, you know, walk off. I, I love that idea. I think I think it's a really good one and that you're uh, advocating for your role as the bottom. You're not being taken for granted. And yeah, yeah you, it's a shared experience and a shared exactly. responsibility. Exactly, it's a shared experience, exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's lovely. Um, but there can be some problems, can't there? You've had um, uh, bottoms who've had issues. So what, what kind of problems do we have around? Um, well, one problem uh, could be with family members. Yeah. Uh, for instance, if you're a younger person, like you're not a minor because we don't do these kind of things with yeah. minors, but you're still young enough that you live with your parents, for example, you might not want your parents to see you coming home uh, with rope marks all over your body. Um, there was one case where after rope, uh, a play partner told me she wasn't thrilled that her husband was going to see the marks, so it's not super clear to me how open she was to her husband that she was doing rope. Uh, So this type of situation uh, is a thing that can be quite sensitive. Uh, Keep in mind, if two days after you rope, you're going on a beach trip with your whole family, like maybe be smart about your uh, swimwear choices. Yeah. Uh, It can actually, if you're a female bottom, could be a good idea. In addition to your cute bikinis to pack, a uh, single piece like that covers your torso and abdomen and kind of everything so that if you get a bit more marks there during your plate, they will be easier to hide from your family and friends. And if you're worried, it can be useful to actually show your top what your bikini or what your swimming costume is. Yeah. So if, if you're saying, I can only have marks in under my bikini, show what your bikini is. Because I can yeah. tell you now, there's like 200 different kinds of sizes of bikini. Many some different are, cuts dental floss and some are you know much more covering so yeah yeah. Yeah. so it could be a good idea to uh, carry at least one item of the more covering kind uh, just in case you you, you have marks likewise it's a good idea to have uh, something you can wrap yourself into when you're leaving the location of the rope if you have a bit more marks than you would want like if you have to take the train to get home maybe getting some big shawl or some big uh, flannel that you can wrap around yourself that's A, going to probably make you feel pretty snug and warm and nice uh, after a rope scene and also can potentially uh, hide your marks immediately after a rope from strangers on the train who might otherwise give you unwanted attention. Sure. So how do we treat the marks? Because even though we might want them, we still need to take care of them so they don't get infected or so they don't become something we uh, don't want. Uh, so at a minimum, we... Uh, treat them for safety whether or not we want them whether or not we want to keep them for a long time we as you said want to make sure they don't get infected so you can use different types of creams Uh, if you have a lot of open skin from a mark uh, you can use some rubbing alcohol if that's appropriate ouch Uh, i like it actually ouch uh and uh, what you want in that case is to make sure that your bottom or yourself, if you're applying it on yourself, is not allergic to whatever you're using. Uh, especially with things that contain antibiotics, quite a few people can be allergic to some of them, so it's worth checking. 
Uh, I think applying those products to your partner's body, either directly after the scene or on the next day, can be really nice aftercare. I very agree. I very agree. It's very uh, supportive and looking after me. Yeah. Yeah. So having uh, a tube of antiseptic cream in your play bag can be a nice yeah. idea. Okay. Um, and as a bottom, you might want to carry one in your bottoming bag also. Yeah, definitely. Um, then after that, it depends on the kind of mark you're talking about. If it's just a rope mark, there's probably not much to do but leave it alone and it goes away on its own pretty quick. Yeah, agreed. What about um, abrasions and blisters slash bump bubbles? Uh, for those, we like to use hydrating cream. So they are usually creams that are designed uh, to treat burns or to put over tattoos to help their healing. Uh, the one we tend to use, I think, is called Biafen, but there's... Uh, Bipanfen. Oh, yeah. Bipanfen yeah. is the one, thank you. Uh, and I have the... some on my desk for later. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the one we use contains an uh, antiseptic, antibacterial agent, uh, but you can get many variations of those creams in any pharmacy. Maybe try a fuse to find the one that works for you and then carry that in your bag. Yeah. Uh, um, so then when things turn red, some people like to use some oils. Yeah, so I use bio oil once they get to the red stage, to which is what I would use on any scarring. Mm -hmm. um, so what's, uh, what's bio oil exactly? Um, not really sure. Some kind of mineral oil. You can buy it in... Uh, certainly in the UK is where I got mine, but you can also buy it here. And it's very good for um, clearing up scars or um, any kind of skin um, abnormalities. Okay. Um, so it's a really useful. useful. Yeah, it's useful in lots of ways, to be honest. It's um, a really good product. And it's honestly actually works, which, as we'll say in a minute, like a lot of stuff I do not think works. But bio oil, I can recommend. All right. It's a kind of pinkish, pinkish color. All right. Never seen it before, but that sounds kind of cool. Okay. Uh, then for bruises, one thing you can do about bruises is prevent them from forming as big. Uh, apparently, applying ice to the area is going to reduce the bruising okay. by a process of vasoconstriction. So less blood is going to flood to the area uh, because what what a bruise is, is blood that's uh, trapped in a pocket under the skin, essentially. And so if you bring less blood to the area by icing the area, then there's going to be less blood, there's going to be a smaller pocket, so less visible bruising. The challenge with that one is you have to know where the bruise is going to form. And if I think about my futo bruises, I couldn't mm -hmm. tell you yeah. where on the futo they're going to form each time. So we should so I think probably that's dunk you in a bathtub full mm -hmm. of ice cubes, so right? Although right now, when I'm so hot, it doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, that technique is probably easier to apply to impact bruises than rope yeah, bruises because yeah, impact, you, hopefully, you know which part of the body more localized got hit. Whereas with rope, it's not as clear which part is going to bruise. I totally agree with that. Uh, some people like to take products to increase bruise formation. I don't super recommend that. Yeah. Uh, like, if you're gonna mess with your coagulation, you can. You don't really know what's gonna happen. Like, what other problems you can run into. I would say probably stay away from that. Uh, like, no cool bruise photo on Fat Life is worth uh, messing with your health at that level. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. 
Agreed. Uh, and then you've got the after once the bruises are there, and there it's it's very unclear whether you can do something that's actually doing anything once the bruise is formed and fixed. Uh, some people report that they like using various herbs and natural products on their bruises. So you hear a lot about arnica. Arnica cream is the one where people I know, rock bottoms I know, have said it works, but it's mm -hmm. not something I've tried. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, your mileage may vary kind of thing. Like, I, either it's going to do something for you or it isn't. You decide if you believe in it. You decide if you feel it's the right thing to do. Uh, some people think pineapple does something. Some people really? think comfrey does something. Like, there's a variety of things you could Very encounter. Fascinating. Uh, I'm not, I'm not judgy. I think if it works for you, then use it. Yeah, yeah, sure. All right then. So that is our episode about marks, and that is all from us at the World Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from, at iTunes or Stitcher. And please also visit our Patreon page where you can support us. Um, also, if you have time, please give us a review because they make a super big difference to us reaching more wealthy people. Um, we love questions from listeners, so drop us a message on FET and we will try to answer you in an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening. And have fun tying.